Hello, good morning or afternoon. I don't know. Whatever time it is you're watching this. Hope you're doing well. All right, let's get into this. Um, so we took a, uh, a, a snow day yesterday, and so we're kind of pushing everything back a week. And I was going to um, bring this topic up of uh, restoration of finance, finances or, or however you want to term that. Uh, yesterday during offering, but uh, decided since uh, uh, we took that snow day, I'll do it. I'll do it this morning. And so we're kind of shifting everything back a week. Um, and so uh, we'll, we'll be getting to restoration of the land next week. So don't worry, you didn't miss out on anything yesterday. Uh, we are going to get there. All right. Um, let's tell uh, yeah, we made breakfast. We did. I mean, we still took a snow day. We were there. We just decided to uh, hang out with the few people that were there and and have breakfast and uh, enjoy oneness. So that's what we did. It was fun. Still call it a snow day, though. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Lisa, thanks for hopping on for just a minute. Um, catch up when you can. All right. Uh, so with uh, this restoration series, I, I thought it would be uh, important to bring up the topic of financial restoration as well. And, and the big reason I wanted to talk about this is the mindsets that we carry around money, wealth, um, what it's used for, or why we should have it as believers, and and kind of kind of just quickly talk about that because I, I want I want you to feel somewhat challenged in this area to to get into what it is that Holy Spirit is saying about wealth, about money. Because oftentimes what we say about it isn't necessarily true and it's it's not always from the kingdom. Uh, and so I want to make sure that that we're touching on this uh, topic. Because it is, it is uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about money for whatever reason it is. And, and, and I get some of those reasons uh, of, of the uncomfortable uh, nature of the, the topic of finances, but it is something we absolutely need to talk about because having wealth uh, offers us the ability to extend reach, to uh, wield a greater influence uh, in culture and be able to make uh, uh, changes. And, and so I want us to be able to look at these things. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this. You know, uh, um, so the, the purpose of God restoring your finances uh, is we want to, we want to be thinking about, you know, the on earth as it is in heaven. If, if we have uh, a, what we perceive as lack in the natural that can start to influence what we believe spiritually. And, and we know that the spiritual has an, has an influence into the natural. Well, the words that you speak in the natural begin to have influence in the spiritual as well. And so it, it's, it, it goes back and forth both ways. And, and this, this uh, has everything to do with your co-seated nature. So you are, uh, by located right now as a believer, co-seated with Jesus, 
and sitting here physically uh, listening to this broadcast, right? So we know that that it goes back and forth. And so we need to have a, a restoration of finances, but it's got to begin with the mindset. And, and this, for some reason, is a, a real fight within the body of Christ that um, our, our finances need to be meek and meager. And we have to live this, this lifestyle that is, um, I, I don't want to say we have to live some extravagant um, lifestyle. However, if that is the case, it's looked down upon for whatever reason. And, and I don't, I don't fully understand why, why people would do that. Um, if think about finances as well. And so, um, am I, am I back? Okay. I don't know where I left off this, uh, I didn't even notice that a, the signal had dropped. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, okay, uh, so anyways, there, there is great opinions about uh, wealth and um, what, that, uh, what that means for believers, right? So uh, there are strong beliefs that are held as it relates to, to wealth generation and uh, the fact that it's bad and and people are misunderstanding purpose uh, when we we talk about this and, and, and what it is that um, you can do with with finances, with wealth and and the reach that you can have, the influence that you can wield for the kingdom just with money. And, and we know, you know, obviously it takes money to do things, keep the lights on, those, those kind of stuff. But that's not really. Uh, the intent of of talking about this this morning. And so we want to be able to influence uh, culture. And that does require some money. Um, one of the things that I often have heard over the years, and, and I think I've even probably said it myself at one point in time, is that um, money is, is the root of evil, or I've even uh, heard that money is evil. And and that is a misquoting of, of what the scripture actually says. And we're going to read it here in a minute. But this experience um, with, with, with people misusing wealth is, is I think, where this, this misquotation of the scripture comes from. That's saying money is the root of all evil. Well, it's not that. It's, it's the love of money is the beginning. It's the root of of beginning of all sorts of evil things. And it's, it's that um, passion for money rather than the passion for, for uh, God and his kingdom is where things start to get twisted. And so I want to make sure that we, that we understand this uh, because if we are going to have a restoration of finances and be able to uh, build and generate wealth, like we should be, then we need to understand that um, money is not the root of evil. It's the love of money. It's that passion for money as on its own. And, and we'll talk more about this here in a minute because um, how we view money is also part of the, the, 
the mindset shift that needs to happen. So let's, uh, we're going to read first Timothy. Uh, we're going to read the first, well, we're going to read some of chapter six. Uh, we're going to read uh, verses three through 10. It says, if anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ and with, <clears throat> excuse me, and with the doctrine conforming to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing, but he has a morbid interest in com uh, controversial questions and disputes about words out of which arise envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of depraved mind and deprived of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Now, this is um, this is something that's talking about um, using using position, using godliness as a means of gain. That's not what what we're talking about here. That's not the intent of this, right? Part of, of the nature of the kingdom is, is an exponential increase is abundance. And I think that's something that um, because of what we've seen modeled, like we talked about a, a second ago, the experience that people have uh, with those that are misusing wealth is, is the reason why we start to think about money being evil or the, the, uh, um, having uh, money and, and that being the root of all evil. That's not the case. And that's, and that's part of what this is starting to address is, is that misuse of, of wealth, the misuse of finances uh, for a means of personal gain. And that's, that's not what I'm wanting anyone to take away from, from this discussion this morning is, is in any way thinking about personal gain but rather looking at this as a way to influence for the kingdom. Right. And, and we're going to talk more about money being a tool in a minute to do that. Okay. Verse seven, for we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into, <clears throat> excuse me, fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. This is where I wanted to, to get to because it's that love of money that I was talking about up front that, uh, people misquoting the scripture saying that money's the root of all evil. No, it's the love of money is uh, the root. It says the root of all sorts of evil. And, and by longing for the money, they've wandered away and, and just brought many griefs onto themselves. And, and one of the, the points that Holy Spirit was kind of talking to me about as it relates to this is contentment. Being content is uh, with what you have is absolutely wonderful. Um, we want to build and generate wealth. We want to uh, seek more. We want to, to continue going after that, but not for uh, a personal gain, like what, what this was talking about, not for uh, some sense of where you can control more 
it's not about that. It's, it's about being able to influence for the kingdom. It's about having greater reach, greater influence, so you can affect culture with the kingdom, because that's really what ultimately uh, um, we should be going after is to, to have that influence where we can point people to Jesus, not back to ourselves. Right. And so if you're content with what you have, then then, you know, you're not seeking this for uh, personal gain. And so uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring that out. And I absolutely love that. Um, we have to work on our our mindsets around money and how we view wealth. It needs to shift. Okay? It's not. Um, having more money is not a bad thing. It just means you have the greater ability to to influence, to to reach, to uh, do more good, to to uh, have your generosity be that much greater, and and be able to impact more people. That that's all it's about. And so, um, I I hope to challenge you in in abundance thinking that uh, abundance doesn't mean others have lack. Abundance doesn't mean that you're um, just, that you're not content, that you're not, uh, that you're going after wealth just for, for the sake of, of having money, right? That's not it. One, uh, one of the problems I, I see, uh, and I see this with a lot of people, is that they want more money, but they don't know why. Having more money in the bank is um, it's an asset that depreciates every year. And when you understand that, you start to understand that uh, just having more money shouldn't ever be a goal. Uh, what do you want to do with that money? Right. What's the what's the motivation to get more money? What what purpose are you serving by having more money? If it's just having more money that that. I, I don't understand that that doesn't do anything for you. What is it you're going to do with that tool? If you look at money as a tool to be able to uh, build something or or grow something, then then it starts to take shape. It starts to have purpose. Right there, there's meaning behind what it is you're doing in wealth generation. Right? In in building up your finances, there's purpose now. So you take this tool and you apply it. For the kingdom, now you can start to see where, where it is we're going with this, why it's a, a topic that needs to be talked about and understood more. If you hear somebody say, oh, I just want to get more money, what, what for, until what are you wanting more money? If it's just to have more money in the bank, that's not doing anything for you. Because if you if you look at and have any minute understanding of of finances you'll see that the value of cash depreciates every single year it doesn't increase so having it sit in the bank and not doing anything with it just having that tool sitting there collecting dust it's kind of a waste so so think about what it is that you're you're building and generating wealth to do Part of that could be with your your calling that God has given you. If you have a big calling on your life, 
there's going to need to be some financial backing to go with that. And, and this could come through other people. So you may be speaking to someone else about their wealth building and generation of what it is that they're doing with, with that uh, financial influence and financial reach that they have. So don't think about this as, as something you're, you're just uh, doing just to have money. All right. I want to jump over to Deuteronomy 28 and I want to read um, a little bit of that. We read uh, the first uh, 14 verses. It says, now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord, your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord, your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your beasts, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and will flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, as he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will, they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity, in the offspring of your body, and in the offspring of your beasts, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open you will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you only will be above, and you will not be underneath if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today, to observe them carefully. And do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. I love this because um, it, it points to obedience. And, and you know that one of the values that we hold uh, here, one of our, our behaviors that we have outlined is radical obedience. That is, is one thing that we... Uh, uh, we carry and we, we look to to exercise and live within that that boundary uh, boundary line every single day is radical obedience. And and that's that's what he's talking about here. You know, just simply being obedient uh, brings a, abundance on. And we know that that the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. And and on this side of the cross we get to see a, a fulfillment of a whole lot of things because we have access 24 seven access to, to the father, like, like never before we had the Holy spirit uh, indwelling us where in, in the old Testament, he would 
uh, come on to people, but not uh, remain. And now he is absolutely a part of us. And, and the big thing I want to be able to pull out of this in this entire discussion here uh, with this section of scripture is that uh, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. borrow. And, and if that is the case, if that is truth uh, for us, then building wealth takes on a, a new idea. It takes on a new role in our lives. And, and we need to be looking at this at, again as building up a tool to wield on behalf of the kingdom. Not to uh, collect tools to allow them to sit and, and have dust build up on them. It, it, money doesn't look good just sitting around. Right? We need to be taking it out and, and having influence and culture for the kingdom. I think, uh, I think we're going we're gonna to wrap up with that right there. That you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. This this is something again that um I have been told that I have a, a blessing with finances, a, a gift with that. Um, I haven't done a lot of investigation into that to say how does how does that play out? God, show me what that looks like. And so, um, it, it's something that I'm I'm really pushing into right now. And and I hope that this will will kind of provoke something in you to be able to start looking at uh, what does it look like for for you to build wealth. Right? If if you go to Deuteronomy 8 uh 18, then you can look at you have the the power to to generate and build wealth. God has put that inside of you. And, and you should get out and exercise that. Don't listen to people tell you that um, having money is a bad thing because it's not. It really isn't. It, it's something that you should be uh, able to, to to use as a tool to build up enough of it to to have influence on culture, to have greater reach. You have access to the kingdom. Uh, don't let somebody tell you that, that it's a bad thing. Don't let anybody say that uh, abundance is, is nonsensical. It, it's, it really isn't. It is, it is a, a facet of the kingdom. And so I would just challenge you to, to see what Holy Spirit has to say to you about this. Um, this, I'm not trying to, um, come at you with some kind of like, uh, what's been, uh, slapped with a label of prosperity gospel. I really dislike that term because, uh, it's trying to cut off an aspect of the kingdom and, and give churchy language to, to make people feel guilty about having greater influence. And so um, if, if you think that uh, that's a valid thing, 
before you uh, come at us in the comments or come at me in the comments, talk to Holy Spirit about it. See what he has to say to you. Because I think if we really start to look at what it means to be abundant, it doesn't mean that somebody else has to have lack. And that's in, that's something else that has been, um, it's another idea that's been pushed onto people that isn't reality and has no reality inside of the kingdom. Again, Jesus didn't come to give uh, life abundantly to some, but he's taken life uh, um, from, from others. That's just not what it is. So talk to Holy Spirit about that this week. Uh, Father, I just ask that you would uh, continue to, to, to bless us. We, we are grateful for what we have and, and I, I just, I hope that uh, contentment is, is sparked in, in the hearts of everyone. But I also hope that, that we can be drawn into, into greater influence, Lord. Without it, without it becoming the goal without it becoming the focus. Our focus should be on you, Lord. And that's what I want for everyone. Everyone that's listening to this, I want their focus to be on you. At the same time, my heart is to, to influence culture as far and wide reaching as absolutely possible. And I know that that is going to take some financial backing to, to be able to get reach out further. I thank you, Father, that you have given us the ability to generate wealth, to use it as a tool of influence. I look forward to what it is that you are, are doing through each of us, and I look forward to hearing the stories from everyone of abundance and, and greater reach in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Have a great week. Come back. Let us know what Holy Spirit's telling you. Look forward to hearing from y'all. Have a great week.